All right, we are live in three, two, one. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, this is Stephen Chan with the Kinflow Project. I'm streaming from my Twitch channel, the underscore S Chan. And uh, just a quick shout out, Kinflow Project, we're a wellness group, and we're really just trying to spread awareness and kind of help coach people for improving wellness in you know, their physical health, emotional health, psychological uh, social, financial, intellectual, spiritual, and environmental. And what we mean by that is how you improve your well-being in one aspect of your wellness affects your other beings. So that's why we've got our hashtag create. We've got eight branches of wellness, and we'd love to have you guys join us. I've got Coach Swift here, and uh, mm -hmm. he's going to tell him a little bit about himself. Uh, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Um, so, yeah, my name is Rob. Uh, I've been doing fitness for a while now. Um, well, we'll go back how I got into fitness, I guess, is, um, you know, there was a point in my life where, long story short, after leaving college, after dropping out of college, I um, was in a position where, like, I just like needed something that I could do, <laughs> if that makes sense, because I felt like I couldn't do anything. But then I um, started feeling unhealthy. I started feeling pain. And I realized, you know, all right, this is something I could get into, um, you know, fast forward a lot. And um, I've been a trainer for four years now, personal trainer. And now since COVID happened, I started looking more uh, at what I can do as a coach more than just personal training. And then I think I started putting out content. That's how me and Steve linked up. Oh yeah. And then, and then now I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm all into just helping teach the people, um, helping people become better versions of themselves, uh, better, you know. And I think health and fitness and taking care of your body is is the best or one of the best launching points to get you to get you there. No, no doubt. I mean, you know, we actually we go back to high school. I mean, I'm in California. You're out in uh, you're in New York. So mm -hmm. we got some distance between us, but we both made it here. Yeah. The beauty of the Internet, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> technology, it allows some great things. Now, uh, today, what we are really going to be discussing is fitness, hobbies and how it all relates to your own wellness. And uh, my background is that I've I've been a track and field athlete since I was able to join track and field. And after I finished high school, I got into, you know, staying in the gym, but it wasn't really enough. It was just kind of a habit for me at that point, a, a healthy habit, but it wasn't really motivating in of itself. Uh, I tried intramural football. Uh, I got into recreational football, flag football after I got out of college and those were a lot of fun because doing a sport gave me a context in which I was training. I wasn't just doing bodybuilding to build up muscle size. I was trying mm. to be faster than the competition, trying to get you know stronger so I can move quicker. And after about two years of the recreational flag football, I actually found my way into the LARPing scene, which is uh, all the foam swords, foam shields, axes, nice. glaives, javelins, rocks, and uh, honestly, it, it's been such a blast for me, and I want to be able to share that 
there are hobbies out there that can give you your social connections, help you with your emotional distress, and be an outlet for any frustration, while at the same time still promoting your physical well-being. And to this day, I still think about my LARPing when I am doing my training. So all my physical training that I do today is to make me a better sword fighter on the field and outlast the competition. Nice, very nice. I like it. And it's cool, you know, again, the, the, it's the better, you touched on something good, you know, you're a better sword fighter, you're, and I think this is why fitness is the gift that keeps on giving. It makes you better at whatever it is you want to do, whether you're LARP, LARPing, yep. whether you're, you know, running track and field, whether you're a knife juggler, whether you're a gamer, you know what I mean? Uh, like me, I'm, I'm a gamer. If you, if I had to identify as something else besides fitness is that, but no matter what it is that you do or what your, your lifestyle is, fitness is going to enhance that, you know, how you perform and how you feel. Completely. And, and, you know, myself, I also play video games, not very well, but it's a way for me to still stay, you know, socially connected with my buddies who don't live in my local area. And especially now that everyone's kind of in a lockdown situation, it's been a great way to maintain my social health um, and really be a point of de-stressing for me. And uh, one of the easiest ways for a lot of people to get healthy, it's not just about exercise and diet. Everyone will always tell you, you need to exercise and you need to eat right. But if that is just the goal and, and you do that because the goal is to eat right and to exercise, there isn't, there isn't going to be perspective. There isn't going to be, you know, necessarily self-motivation from those goals. You have to reach a little bit past that to be, make sure that you can integrate that sort of a lifestyle with ease. And mm. I would say that if you don't have a lifestyle that supports healthy living, the best thing you can do is pick up hobbies and get into activities that you don't find uh, difficult to put into your schedule. And that way you set yourself up for success, not just in you know, your social health or your physical or emotional health, but everything. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, real quick, do you hear, you don't hear anything in my background, right? Uh, no, you? just a little oh. bit of music. Hold on, let me turn Sorry. No, you're all good. How's this? Better? Yes. Uh, okay. You know what? I think I do you still, still hear, right? hear a little bit. Hold on. There. Oh, now Can we're good. Me? Oh, you're so crisp. I see. I sound good. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm still, again, right. We're still doing this like podcast thing. There's one more thing I think I can fix. I know it's, I know it came <laughs> off. Don't worry. I'm putting it back on. Don't worry. Don't worry. I know you're recording. Well, just let me, yeah. I'm just going to get started and talk more about the LARPing yes, scene. And, uh, yeah. you know, when I first got introduced to it, it was through an ex who had gone to a Renaissance fair and, you know, she came back, told me about it. And my first hands-on experience was at a four-day camping event where I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, at that point, I had, you know, over a decade of experience in the gym. So I kind of walked out there thinking, all right, 
I got to be more fit than all the people out here because I've been training forever. But I got out there. A guy threw a javelin at my head, and I dropped down into a burpee because that's what I knew how to do. And when Uh. I landed, I actually dislocated my right shoulder because my hand landed wrong since I had uh, I had these really tight wrist bindings, mm-hmm. and the act of swinging a sword, a foam sword, is that it's so light that you rely on a lot of wrist movement when you first get mm-hmm. started. So I was my forearms were sore, my grip was weak. I dropped down, dislocated my shoulder, and I actually yes. popped it right back in place that very moment, and uh, continued fighting that whole weekend with my left arm and it made me realize that I am missing something in my training. I am strong and I had endurance, but the fact that my shoulder so easily popped out from what should have been a relatively normal kind of action. Right. Just, it made me realize that there's more to fitness training and more to my own physical health than lifting weights and when i realized that my personal fitness growth really expanded i learned more about proper uh joint health i learned about Mm. movement patterns and i ended up taking about a year to recover my shoulder strength back to where it was before but in all honesty it was probably much stronger than it was before Uh, Since then, I've done everything I can to make sure that my endurance can allow me to outlast the opponents. I Mm. get onto field fights where there's, you know, sometimes it's as small as 20 on 20 or it's gotten as big as 150 on 150. And honestly, I think there's something about the adrenaline uh, of being on a battlefield. I know my life isn't at risk, but... You know, in all the games I've played, don't die, don't take unnecessary hits, mm-hmm. really maxing out my video game gameplay and applying that into the foam fighting. And mm. when I did that, I, I realized that most of the fighters out there will usually stay on the field for about two hours. You know, we'll be out in the open field, just grass. Uh, occasionally, there will be like little ditches, but I will try to stay out in that burning sun for seven eight hours if possible and to me that became my equivalent of running a marathon or doing the tough mutter which honestly it took me a while and it was kind of a pain but i found a hobby that allowed me to pursue and advance my fitness and in the meanwhile i got to meet a bunch of really cool people uh they taught me more about you know, the art of fighting. So I got into my intellectual wellness and started reading up, you know, the, the Ginro no show, Ginrin no show, um, mm. by, uh, oh man, I, I forgot his name. Uh, go Rin no show the something of sword fighting. Anyway, he's this, uh, samurai that basically wrote a book on how to fight, how to be aware of your battlefield, and that's dope. really to be efficient and it's cool because it's a book that was written centuries ago and i can still find application in it in an active hobby that i'm you know loving and then of course 
I got into The Art of War uh, as a kid, but when I reread it after getting the context of foam fighting, it made me realize like, okay, hey, this is more than just, you know, business tactics and life tactics. I can actually yeah. apply it in fighting. And mm -hmm. I specifically remember a uh, three-on-one fight I had, and it was a, a day that was a little muddier than usual. I found one spot where I could stand on drier ground, and all around me, it was just mud. And the three guys, they, they came in at me, but I had that mobility because I wasn't stepping in slippery mud. And I remember when I took that three-on-one and I won, that was the big game changer. And since then, nice. I've been looking for other books to help me improve, uh, not just as a fighter, but as a person who's trying to follow daily habits. And, uh -huh. you know, again, it's about finding those occupational, you know, uh, like hobbies, you know, my occupational wellness in my hobbies that advanced my intellectual wellness that advanced my spiritual wellness and social, but definitely my physical. And I can say that if it weren't for LARPing, I would probably still be that guy just moving weights in the gym. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, you, you, you've mentioned a lot of really, really dope stuff, but one thing that really resonated with me was, and I'm sorry for the video. I don't know what's up with the video, but oh, well, like you said, you have the, rec you have the voice recording, right? I got so. the voice recording. Yeah, so at least we'll have that. I don't know. This is this is what happens when you mess with te technology, man. <laughs> don't worry. Oh. This is just the first of many. All right. Oh, I didn't even realize I had to start recording. Yeah, exactly. First of many, right? These are the uh, the growing pains. But um, anyway, like what you were saying, um, what was it that really resonated with me was how you you noticed that certain certain things you learned especially when it came to art of war how it didn't apply necessarily to necessarily to just business you know just tactics it it, it applied to to the larping and it applied really well you know don't take the wrong Absolutely. risks and all of those things in the art of fighting and you'll find that those things they you know i like to say everything is everything as above so below you know what i mean Definitely. you learn you learn certain concepts that will work that will help you out in in surprising scenarios you know what i mean so like you know the art of war works in business you know what i mean um working and training my mobility works in larping you know those two things are not necessarily the most surprising things ever but then if you dig a little bit deeper you'll see that even everything you learn with LARPing will help you. I bet I'm sure there's some ways where things you learn in LARPing will help you with business. Oh, absolutely. With working out. You know what I mean? Finding like, like necessity is the mother of invention. You find a reason like, oh shoot, like swinging the sword does not feel good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh, let me step up what I'm doing, you know, in, in various other ways. And I, and I found that, you know, when I first stepped onto the field, even though I was physically fit, a lot of the fighters out there, they had years of experience stacked on top of me. And, mm -hmm. you know, even within two years, within three years of, you know, consistent practice, reading, learning, and application of those concepts, I really, I, I feel like I was, I've been able to catch up to a lot of those really good veteran fighters. Yeah. And... You know, as you said, you know, it really applies to business as well. You know, you want to make sure that 
when you have a problem in front of you, break it down. Find out how can you approach this problem efficiently. If I'm mm -hmm. on the field against an archer and a spear, I'm going to make sure that I charge that spear first because all they can do is stab. I can block that with a shield, get rid of them, and that archer is not going to try to shoot past their spearmen to hit me. After that, mm -hmm. it's easy game. And, you know, I've had issues where, you know, in uh, some real estate development, we've had problems with construction issues that, okay, how do we resolve these issues? We make a phone call, we talk to the contractor, and that problem gets solved in the most efficient way. Uh, and even though it was, you know, pretty stressful when we first heard about our project's issues, it took me only, you know, five minutes to formulate a solution. And I'm sure that you can apply that in any game that you're playing. You can apply that to any hobby that you pick up. And in the end, again, it's about finding an easy way to integrate all of it together so that you can be the best you. Right, exactly. And it's, you know, again, you touched on like just the ability to find, you know, a problem um, and learn how to break down problems and solve problems. So it's, you know, oh, I'm LARPing. How do I do X, Y, Z? Okay, I see. I'm doing business. How do I do X, Y, Z? I'm gaming. I'm playing you know, uh, a sport, whatever it is. And what tends, what'll happen is what happens is you get better at the process of problem solving. Yes. Yes. Now suddenly you can do, you quickly learn how to do various other things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like you pick up on things quick because you learn how to learn, you know, you learn how to problem solve. And then that's when you start to hit like, that's when the magic starts to happen, <laughs> you and, know? Yeah, and I was actually just listening, uh, you know, while I was doing my morning workout, I had the Joe Rogan experience in the background, mm -hmm. and they were talking about neuroplasticity, which is your mm -hmm. brain's ability to kind of easily adapt and learn new things. And, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I am going to ensure that through my lifespan, I still have the ability to learn things the ability to recognize that there are issues and and aspects of living that I'm not familiar with that I will mm -hmm. put in my effort to learn and integrate into my daily habits. I, yeah. You know, I didn't always work out first thing in the morning. For the longest time, I waited until the afternoon after I'd woken up a little bit. And it was great, but I found that I was wasting the first five hours of my day under the mm. guise of waking up. Uh, nowadays, I'm waking up 5.30 a.m., and I'm in my own garage just working from 6 to 7. And that gives me the entire day ahead of me to pursue mm. everything else. So I think a really important thing to consider is that when you can, when you can reframe your habits and how you've integrated them, you can really reframe yourself and build a habit schedule that encourages you to be the best. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and I was thinking about it earlier, you know, thinking about what I wanted to talk about today and that ties right, right in. Like when you learn exactly which habits and which skills you want to build, 
you know, like you said, the habit of working out in the morning, you know, what skills every morning, what skills am I truly building, you know? And it's not just mental, but physical skills, you know, the ability to move well is going to help you in however, you know, so many ways. And of course, all the things that happen on a hormone level, you know, that changes things for you. And if you're working out every single morning now, working out, working out already puts your mind and body in self-improvement mode. You know, I like to think of it, it, it puts you on that wavelength, you know, that totally. self-improvement vibe. So you're here, you know, that getting over challenge, getting over struggle, it puts your mind and body and your spirit, to be honest, on that vibe. So now it's like, all right, what was I planning to do today? And you did it early in the morning. So it's the first thing. So it's like, all right, I was planning on studying, you know, uh, practicing my swordsmanship today. You're going to practice better than if you didn't work out. Yep. Unless you worked out so bad that you can't really can't even recover. Right. But if you, you know, but if you if you gave your mind and body stimulation, you know, that's going to that's huge. And it that expands in so many ways, you know, and Absolutely. again, it's back to habits. You know, I was just talking with my girl, you know, uh, excuse me, my, my fiance. <laughs> and we were talking about like, you know. Earlier, it's like, man, I've been so sluggish, so tired. I haven't wanted to do nothing, anything. I felt so hot. It's been too hot. And then randomly, I was like, hey, we should just have a pitcher of ice water in the fridge or the freezer or whatever. And we started doing that, and it's been easier to hydrate. You know what I mean? Totally. And get moving. Now, suddenly, she and she, mind you, she's five months pregnant, more than that. And But now she's like, I'm ready to do these chores, to tackle these chores. It's like, you know, let's cook, let's clean, let's do things. And it's the little habit of... Fill up the water pitcher. Yeah. And it all explodes from there. And it, I mean, we could, you know, you could go on for hours with examples. <laughs> totally. And I mean, you know, once you've gotten to a point where you have in your, in your day to day, in your week to week, it doesn't matter. You want to make sure that you set some kind of a schedule. Uh, I know that, you know, years ago, I would say, I don't really need a schedule. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I will let my clients choose what time we train and I'll work my day around their schedule. And mm. while it kept me in my job and it made my clients really happy, I actually lost track of my personal growth. And, mm. you know, now I've, I've gotten that perspective with age and with, you know, experiencing not being able to successfully follow my endeavors. And it's really proven that, okay, I have to set a schedule, blocks of time, not just for when I'm going to work, but blocks of time for when I'm going to play games so I can relax and unwind. Uh, mm-hmm. When I'm going to just, you know, sit back and read a book. You know, it's not just about scheduling the hard stuff that you don't want to do. It's also about scheduling the good stuff that you like doing. And mm-hmm. as long as you, you know, you don't have to write down hour by hour your whole day's plan and even if you do you might only get 20 percent of it done correctly but 20 percent done correctly on a plan that eventually becomes 25 percent 30 percent and Mm -hmm. you grow to realize okay you know these things i'm doing in the afternoon i'm a little too tired for that so i should shift it into the morning oh these things i'm doing in the morning it's not really helping me get to my later portion of the day and schedules are fluid. You know, it it can be just something that you set up so that you have an approximation 
for what you want to accomplish. And that's, yeah. and that's the best way to better yourself. You, you follow your own plan with intent and it doesn't have to be 100% followed. There's no failure in life. There is only improvement of yourself and what you do. Yeah, I, I agree. And you know, you're right. Like, no, I don't think anybody can adhere 100% to anything, you know, well, <laughs> like, I just Elon don't, Musk, I don't right? think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know. Right. Sure. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I just don't, I don't, the, we are designed for habit. You know, we are in, I mean, all things in the universe are oscillating, but we are an oscillating species and we, we live you know, our circadian rhythms are based on a 24 hour schedule. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, because of evolution or whatever. Um, so having a schedule based around, you know, essentially the way the planets move and the way our biology moves and the way those things sync up together, having a schedule based on that, knowing that we are more effective at certain things at certain times, you really end up, like you said, building that schedule and becoming the best version of you because you've mastered time now, totally. you know, and you've, you've, uh, how should I put it? You've, you've, you've really optimized what's always happening, you know, time by make, making a schedule. And even if you only partially follow it, Hey, boom, you, you were able to be in the zone for that little bit and you were hitting the nail on the head for that little bit. And like you said, you get better and better at doing that. So it's like, yeah, like, I just want to reiterate, like you said, like scheduling things is huge. It's so huge. It makes it automatic, it makes yeah. improvement automatic. <laughs> I mean, and of course, it's also about the mindset behind a schedule, too. You know, it's not a it's not a rigid thing. It's something yeah. that you can just use as a guideline so that you have partial success of an idealized plan. And I, I think as far as that relating back to wellness, you know, once you have the right habits, you can mm -hmm. start really thinking, okay, what is this thing I'm doing and how does it benefit me physically? Okay, exercise, that's my physical. Okay, mm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new stock trader and how does that benefit me? Well, that's my financial right there. But right. along the way, I have to continue learning things so I become more proficient. And that's where my intellectual wellness comes in. I'm still reading. Yeah. I'm still listening to podcasts, hearing from the experts. Yeah. And when you know, I think about, all right, what am I doing for my emotional health? Oh, I'm going to go to the park once all this COVID is over, meet up with 20 other people, and we're going to beat the snot out of each other with foam padded mm -hmm. weapons. And uh -huh. that's not just my physical and my emotional, that's my social wellness as well. And I think when you get to a point that you have all these different things in your life that are contributing to the overall web of your wellness, you can really start, you can really start finding time to also give back and to help others out. Yeah. And I think, and that, and, yeah. Well, oh, well, I, I was just going to say that I think the ability to get to a point where you're able to give back, you know, whether yes. it's in knowledge or labor or finances, being able to give back, that improves going right back to your social wellness, which goes back right into your emotional wellness. 
And mm -hmm. there is so much importance in making sure that you aren't just living for yourself. As you said, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit and we're social creatures too. So yeah. habits can make us help our community. And when we're able to help ourselves, that makes us more useful in our network as well. Yeah. You ever saw that show? Um, have you ever seen that show Midnight Gospel? No, I haven't. It's it's good. Check it out. Watch the whole thing. Trust me. It'll really put some perspective on things. But one of the things that they mention is what is love? And mm. love is making other people happy. Absolutely. You know, serving others, doing things, give back, like you said, in various other ways. And, you know, me and my fiance, we've really been studying up on our spirituality lately. Definitely. And everything. I mean... When I say everything, everything is love. <laughs> like yeah. love is the key because when you love somebody or something, you both benefit oh, when you totally. do something through love. And the reason why I suddenly bring up love, love, love is because you mentioned giving back to others. Mm -hmm. And that to me is what love is. So when you come from a place of wanting to give to others, that's how you move with love that simple you know what i mean people overcomplicate it and when you move when you move and give to the world and give to others with love with service whatever you want to call it with giving back that's when like you said boom it all comes back it all comes back to you and then you grow spiritually mentally physically socially everything if you can Definitely. motivate yourself with that psh, bro it's it's automatic man it's awesome yeah i mean and um just as like a as a personal project one of the things i i'm trying to do is to reach out to the to the twitch community and yes. i've been hoping and looking for talking with people and i'm out there offering you know 30 minute private sessions or public sessions and just mm -hmm. over a webcam start teaching people about the thing that i understand and that's you know yeah. from my personal training background that's the health that's the exercise routines, that's the eating, and really being able to integrate it as a habit so it's not a stressful thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the best way. And that's why, like, I love coaching, right? Like, oh, because yeah. it's, it's what you said. It's that service of helping people align themselves in that way, in moving in the way that allows them to get to this high point, or whatever point they want to be, really. Because when you put people where they want to be, they're happy. And yeah. That's, once again, right? That's love. I mean, <laughs> that's and love. You and I both know, as fitness coaches, there is very few things in my life that gives me more a more of a dopamine reward feeling than seeing um, that person I've been training since you know five years ago start living pain free, start mm -hmm. eating properly, and not even thinking about it, and it just is something that's become habit, and. Yeah. You know, there's there's something really beautiful about that. Yeah. And when you teach people to take care of themselves effortlessly, because that's what habit is. It's making it. That's At least that's oh, what habit yeah. does. Absolutely. It makes it effortless. And let me tell you, man, you can make a lazy person effortlessly do things. You win. You've That's nirvana right there. You got the holy grail. <laughs> totally. Totally. You know what I mean? If You know, I, I joke lazy person, but we all need motivation in some ways. Um, and we can only get so much. But when you turn something into a habit, 
you don't really need much motivation anymore. It just kind of happens. Yep. And, you know, like, let's say you're someone who really has to motivate themselves to work out. Like, you got to push yourself and you got to convince yourself, whatever the case is. You know, that can take a little or a lot out of you. If you're someone who that takes a lot out of you, it's tough in the beginning. But when it becomes a habit, suddenly mm-hmm. you have so much more mental space. Oh, there's that mental health again. You have more mental space to do other things. Boom. Now you can build something else about yourself that you want. I mean, you know? and that's what habit does. Yeah. And it goes back to that same concept of always being able to learn. You know, learning is never supposed to be easy from the beginning, nor in the intermediate stage. Maybe once you've been doing it for a while, but the process of learning is about immersing, immersing yourself into something you're uncomfortable with and then gaining comfort and becoming more proficient. And I think that is if there is one thing that I want to be able to tell people, it's learn how to learn because if you can if you can learn you can do anything exactly learn how to learn uh get good at getting good yeah yeah (laughs) you know hey you know with all the dark souls i play you know i it took me a couple years to get good but i got good not for nothing i'm i'm throwing it out there people who played a lot of video games or still do i think have a real big a much bigger advantage over people who don't Yep. And then then it's realized because like you said dark souls man dark not a lot of people can handle dark souls that takes some constitution that takes some determination some de- tenacity there to was play some a game frustration like in my life <laughs> during those years man you no know, you, know, you teach shoot you have someone play a fighting game you have someone girl playing fighting games i'm telling you that person learned how to lose because you ain't winning for a while not for like a year <laughs> no, and I, I love whatever it is you do i love how you wrapped that back to video games because yeah. honestly you know growing up my my parents obviously told me oh what are you gonna do playing video games all day you're not gonna learn anything from it but i did mm. it wasn't yeah it wasn't academic necessarily but it taught me perseverance it taught me how to study so i could become better without that outside influence that is able to teach me and yes. again, you know, the ability to learn, that's yeah. just massive. Yeah. And, and video games, and this is one thing I love about video games, because I, I spent some time studying ADHD, what that was, what, you know, what that is and how it affects people. Right. Because that's something that gets in my I'm not going to call it say gets in my way, but it's gotten in my way a lot and preoccupation with the concept. But that's a story for another day. Right. Yeah. Um, but in in doing all of that research and doing all that discovery, um, it brought up something interesting and about video games and about training too. And it's about the concept of instant feedback. Mm. And it's when you do something in a lot of ways, like let's say you're an office job, like you work at, you're an accountant or something, right? And you're working on a project with, with people. Um, you're kind of doing things, but you don't know how good of a job it was until the end of the project or whatever. You don't know... You know, you don't really know what you're getting back from it, whether it's satisfaction, money or something. Now, you play a video game. It tells you right away you lose. Oh, yeah. Or it says you win. Oh, yeah. You fall in the pit (laughs) or you jump over. You get the item or you don't. And it provides you with instant, constant, 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 instant feedback. And that really ups one's ability, again, to learn, to self-assess, to problem solve. 
in ways that most things in this world don't do. Video games is instant gratification, which is why people with ADHD tend to lean towards them. It gives you some, it gives you instant gratification in a justifiable way. Yeah. What else does that? Personal training. Mm. Because you teach your client, do this. You tell your client, do that. You try to get your client to do something. You're problem solving. You're trying to get your client, you're working with somebody, which makes it even more rewarding in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but you, it's again, it's an instant feedback thing. Even the sales aspect of it, right? Is that instant feedback. They buy or they don't. They lift it or they don't, right? That's why we like working out. So it's just a really dope parallel that I noticed between gaming and fitness. And I guess, I, think, I guess this is one thing that fuels me. I didn't think about it that much. But, you know, it's a really, really dope parallel. And it can, I think it's, it's something, not just fitness, but also gaming. I think both things, it can really help a lot of people in a lot of ways if they get more into either or both, preferably both. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you know, great talking with you about all this. Definitely. Uh, did you have any last things you wanted to put in? Um, just as, as Steve is doing, um, you know. Actually, never, never mind, because I'm, I'm gonna. I, I was talking about coaching offerings and things like that, but I'm not doing that quite yet. Okay. We're still building. We're still building a brand and building stuff. I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna step on your toes here. No. But, no <laughs> but um, I. But no. But you know. If anyone ever wants to hear my voice some more, because for some reason this webcam is not working, but if y'all want to eventually see me and stuff, also definitely follow me on Twitch and all that good stuff. Coach Swift, five of the S for an S in like everything, except my Twitch. But And definitely do that. Get on his stream. Talk to him. Yes. I mean, we're, we're both trying to be here to be exactly. just a source of knowledge and assistance. Um, and again, you know, I'm, I'm out here offering half-hour training sessions. If you're yes. willing, I'm willing. Just shoot hell me a yeah. message. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Grow yourself. Like, take advantage. That's If there's one thing, I think coaching is the most valuable thing in the, on the planet, to be honest. It's more, it's more value. It's one of the most valuable services ever, if not the most, because again, you, you grow. You improve in the way that you want and that you choose. And it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. I, I love it. And we're definitely going to do more talks, you know, the the whole everything that you spoke about and the, the power of collaboration. Like, this definitely. is what I love to do. If I could just do this every day, all day, and, you know, that would pay the bills, which uh, I'm pretty sure I can. Um, <laughs> I'm more than happy to do it. So I'm down for us to do a lot, like many more of these. We, oh, we touched on definitely. so many things that we can talk about and there's still more things. So I'm down. I'm yeah. down, bro. All right. Well, hey, we'll catch you guys all later. And uh, hopefully we'll get tuned in for another recording. Yes, sir. Have a good one, everybody. Take care. Bye. Peace.